cliffcentral.com. All right, it is uh, just after half past seven. We've got Markets Mondays, which is one of the things I love to do every fortnight. We check in with somebody who actually knows what the hell's going on in the world economy. And, of course, today we cannot but talk about some of the things that have been happening since Silicon Valley Bank started to uh, cause its trouble. But whether you're a new trader looking for a safe place to start or an experienced trader who is looking for low spreads, multi-assets, and high-tech, you will find Markets.com suits you perfectly. As you know, we've got a special offer to everyone who listens to the show. You could follow the link on cliffcentral.com to register with markets.com. You will get a 30% bonus on your deposit. So go along to cliffcentral.com. You will see markets.com come up. Click on that. Follow through 30% bonus in your deposit. It's not a bad way to start. And this week we're joined by Finalto and markets.com's chief market analyst, Neil Wilson as we unpack the shaky banking conditions following SVB's collapse. Can we expect another financial crisis? What kind of policy moves will the Fed make next? And most importantly, how does it affect us? Neil, good to have you on. How are you? I'm oh, good, thanks. Yeah, good morning. Nice to see you. Morning, morning, morning. earlier segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's, uh, there's nothing that, that you could call usual about what we do on this show. But um, <laughs> one of the... One of the best things about having you guys from markets.com available is that you're, you're here to help us understand and unpack what's happening in the world. So we, Trevor Gumby actually asked earlier, what happened with the Silicon Valley bank collapse? Cause it's something we're all a bit concerned about. It's the second largest bank failure in the United States' history. Obviously it's very difficult to pinpoint any one thing when it comes to multi-billion dollar disasters. But what would you say was the biggest issue at SVB? Um, so SVB had kind of mismatched its uh, its its portfolio. It, it sunk too much of its assets into uh, what we call long duration uh, bonds. So uh, government government bonds that, that mature in sort of 10, 20, 30 years. Um, and what that meant was because the Fed had been raising interest rates, uh, it's it was sitting on um, quite a chunky amount of unrealized losses. Um, and that that started to spook uh, depositors, and we actually saw um, sort of really the first bank run of the digital age, where um, you know a lot of these very flighty, very rate sensitive, very um, uh, you know sort of knowledgeable uh, depositors at, at SVB, who mainly tech companies, so companies that are uh, in the know, if you like, not not like you know the likes of, of you or I, who, who who might not be that bothered if, if the savings rate was. Three percent instead of three and a half percent, or or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. they, these are people who, who are sort of keeping an eye on this sort of stuff on a on, on a regular basis, and 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 they 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 start to pull their money out. And once once you get a bank run and people start pulling their money out, well, there tends to only be one way it goes. Um, and that's why we've seen Silicon Valley uh, fail. And uh, this this morning, I'm reading that that they've actually the Citizens Bank has actually bought uh, bought the assets of of, of SVB. Oh. All right. So, I mean, there is a follow on thing that you kind of hinted at here that SVB collapses. Um, and then you've got First Republic Bank, Credit Suisse. There's one called Signature Bank. Um, is this a financial crisis? And do you think the next domino to fall will be something much bigger and much more international? Or do you think they've managed to stem the flow of blood? Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if they have stemmed it yet. We'll, we'll see. I mean, the. the it seems to be that some of the weaker kind of players have kind of been taken out. I think, I think we're in a, 
in a situation of kind of fear that's driving uh driving this and 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 the market is kind of like a uh you know like a sort of hungry serpent or something that's kind of searching for its next victim um and it's just <laughs> sniffing out where, where the weaker hands are and i think that's why you saw deutsche bank coming under pressure at the end of the week the big german bank which has mm. gone through years and years of pain and restructuring much like credit Suisse had done you know um for many years we joked that credit Suisse had become the new deutsche bank and and it was well, sort of gone wow. To, to an extreme, and uh, now the question is: Deutsche Bank, the new Credit Suisse, and they, they, you know they are sort of the, the weaker, kind of more troubled end of the banking spectrum in in Europe. And I think um, you know it, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that there's one or two more failures. But this is not 2008. They're not the banks are not sitting on um, tr- you know trillions of dollars of, of uh, really really bad assets, really sort of crappy sort of mortgages and, and so on. They're, they're they're not in that position. Um, so this is not uh, this is not going to spiral in that sense, but I think it could it could result in a kind of credit crunch where whereby you know banks stop lending as much, and that that can that can lead to you know real real recession. Um, one of the questions that I, I have is that obviously you know the Biden administration climbed in and guaranteed that depositors would get their money back, but that does nothing for the investors in the bank. They they. They are not guaranteed any kind of return on this. In other words, if you were an investor, you just have to suck it up. Is that right, Neil? Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, even on even on the deposit side, there's been some pretty mixed messages. We saw from Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, last week said one thing on Wednesday and had a backtrack to pick on on Thursday. Basically, once you're talking about deposit insurance, you're in a bad place because really it's the sort of thing, it wants to be the kind of unseen hand um, that kind mm. of steps in when, if there is a crisis, that, that there is some some sort of intervention, some sort of control mechanism. Um, but you don't really want to be talking about it overtly because there's $17 trillion of deposits in the US. If, yeah. if the government can't just bail them all out in reality. Yep. But in practice, it can step in as required. That's kind of the message that they're going to get to. But yeah, investors are, are you know, they're obviously on, they're the ones that are, um, I guess, most exposed to this. And, and that, that's why you're seeing the share prices fall because, you know, investors are, are, are you know, big, big, uh, intelligence or institutional investors are saying that we're just, you know, there's too much risk here. We, you know, the risk, the risk desk is kind of telling the portfolio managers what to do here. They're saying that there's too much risk here. We need to, we need to remove ourselves from this. Well, I mean, part of the problem here at SVB, people aren't really talking about it as much is that their risk person was not doing risk. They were buggering around with all kinds of other stuff uh, and, and, and virtue signaling all over the place because Silicon Valley is obviously one of those places where you, you know, the more woke you are, the more, um, respect you get certainly social currency seems to be high for that kind of thing and the risk person the person in charge of managing that risk at svb was uh, messing around with other stuff that's right yeah i mean go go walk and go broke i think that's the, that's right. the message um, yeah the yeah i mean they obviously had uh, you know priorities were maybe not uh not where they should have been um uh, you know that there's a bigger sort of issue there if you like across corporate culture where, whereby there is a lot of focus on on certain aspects that you think maybe are not 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 fulfilling your fiduciary duty by worrying too much about uh well climate change or whatever it is you know the companies themselves mm. their, their responsibility is ultimately to to their shareholders 
yeah, and um, you know, longer term, obviously, you know, there's lots of there's lots of things in the long term that you might consider are important, but but in the short term, you got to always be looking at your where where you are and, and, and what your risk is and what your you know as as they they find out they 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 shoved a whole lot of money in, into at the top of the market in government debt. And they decided that they, even when they were, when it was flagged to them, that they said, "Well, actually, we, we like the yield on this. We like the return, so we're going to keep it there, even though it, it created problems and, and ultimately the failure." So they, they're really uh, showed a real lacking in in risk management. Mm. That's again, that's that's an outlier. That shows that they're an outlier. That's not a, that's not a sign that this is a deeper problem across banking space. Because I think the vast majority of banks are not in that position at all. They're they're not they're not like that. So, it, it, in a sense, it's a good thing because it sort of shows that they are they are an exception rather than the rule. All right. Well. Let's turn our attention to something else. Um, a lot of people who listen to this show were very, very gung-ho about crypto for a long time, as was I. Um, I think maybe that passion has subsided for many people, but we have seen a decoupling between crypto and the markets. Now, do you think this holds any long-term significance, or do you think it's just a knee-jerk reaction to uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the Jamie Dimon kind of, position the, the the pet rocks you know uh, i'm not <laughs> <laughs> not to not to sound too dismissive but you know i don't see i i think they're they're sort of they're an answer that's seeking a question and i'm not quite sure what that question is um and i think definitely we've seen decoupling um bitcoins rallied significantly since bank failure that could be um mm-hmm. because people are searching for somewhere else to put their money um you know people putting their money in money market funds to get sort of four or five percent returns and taking them out of banks, maybe they're also putting them into Bitcoin. I'm I'm not so sure. I think maybe it was just that you saw this big momentum trade through the start of the year, um, and and really what what the banking crisis has done is kind of lead to a big unwind of that position. So um, a reversal of that trade, and so the reversal of that trade was was uh, was positive for Bitcoin um, and 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 other some other cryptos anyway. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think that this is the end of the financial system or anything like that. So I think, um, I think that this is maybe a bit of an anomaly. This, this, this decoupling. I think fundamentally, you're going to see the, the, the sort of mean reversion where, where, where you know, crypto assets start to, to function as a kind of proxy for the amount of liquidity and risk, risk appetite that there is in the market. All right. Well, I was talking just the other day to uh, your your colleague at Markets.com and someone who also comes and gives us some good advice, Simon Brown, the other day. And Simon said to me he is particularly worried about South Africa's Reserve Bank, and he reckons that they might just keep interest rates where they are. We're slightly ahead of the curve of the Fed in, in America when it comes to raising interest rates, and that's good because we don't want to see a huge outflow of of investment capital in South Africa just because our interest rates reach the same level as the U.S. interest rates in terms of, of how low they are still. So, I mean, I wondered whether you thought that that was something to look at and what you think the Fed's behavior is going to be going forward, because obviously they only have this one tool to manage inflation, and inflation is the big uh, you know, boogeyman that they have to try and take care of. Yeah, so I think, well... As regards to the Fed, I think they they kind of signaled uh, last week that they're going to 
they're pretty much imposed now. They might raise once more, but they, they think that this banking crisis is, is going to lead to a significant amount of tightening uh, in credit conditions. So they might lend, mm. basically, the banks do. And that's sort of like, uh, that's like several hikes. Um, so they're yeah. going to sort of sit and wait and see what that pans out like. The question is, they don't really know what, what sort of, you know, impact, the market impact this has had on, on credit. So um, we'll see. And I think I think probably that this this will lead to further uh, further tightening. And that, that does do some of the job for the Fed. Um, whether or not they, they then find out that actually they sort of, pan, you know, if, if this sort of signature bank, uh, sorry, this uh, Citizens Bank deal with, with SVB helps to alleviate concerns and maybe, maybe um, you know, some of the stress in the banking sector goes away. I don't see there's any one solution. I think that probably this is this is going to have to play out like a like a full cycle. It's going to have to it's going to have to lead to banks reining in credit. There's no other sort of solution here. There's not some magic wand where you say, well, their credit suite is fixed, they're done. Um, it's going to lead to to tightening in financial condition uh, and then possibly recession. I, I think you're you're looking at probably quite a hard landing in the US later this year. All right. So for those people who are trading on markets.com now, they want to know about the Q1 earnings season. What do you think is going to happen there? I mean, I'm asking you to look into the crystal ball, but you have experience of this <laughs> stuff. So you're the, you're, the, you're a better person to answer this than me. And maybe there's some things that we should be aware of looking at these results. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's a sort of general sense that uh, what sort of headwind what sort of headwinds are earnings looking at? Is the consumer holding up? I think we're starting to see signs that consumers cracking, but there's still significant um, amount of, uh, you know, we're, looking, we're sort of talking here about the US mainly just because the sure. US is the biggest sure. market and that's kind of what people are, what people trade on. Um, there's still a lot of savings there that, that can be deployed and they're going to be deployed like, um, you know, as, as consumer spend. So um, I think there's, there's potential for... Earnings again to hold up okay, um, but it's the outlook. I think we're going to be looking at what what the CFOs are saying about um, demand going into sort of Q3, Q4, um, and I think that's going to be pretty weak. I think we're going to see some very weak guidance. Um, so I think that I think you're looking at earnings in lots of quarters, lots of sort of sections of the market holding up pretty surprisingly well, um, but then the, the guidance being um, uh, very weak and that's gonna that's maybe gonna rattle investors all right well always good to check in with you neil and thank you for your advice today and for clarifying things like svb and the possible banking crisis it's always good to hear these things from someone who knows what they're talking about and we will catch up with you again soon i'm sure thanks a lot cheers very very good there's neil wilson with markets.com. You can join markets.com today, get a 30% bonus. Just follow the link on cliffcentral.com. And if you've never tried any of this before, maybe it's time you dip your toe in. Uh, it's worth checking them out. Markets.com SA on all the social media. Uh, that's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find all the information you need and they're doing lots of cool and interesting things. We um, had a, a function here the other day with the guys from markets and they were talking to a whole bunch of traders, young and old people, uh, Big traders, small traders, it's really an incredibly exciting place to be. And I think if you haven't tried it out before, this is maybe the time to give it a go.